Welcome back to Not Like a Regular Mom podcast. Today's guest is someone very, very special to me. I know that people say this often, but she really, truly embodies the phrase beautiful inside and out. I am so happy to introduce my friend and my former boss, Dr. Shannon Alvarelli. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks. So Shannon was one of my bosses when I worked at a bar method studio, and it was probably my favorite job. I don't think I'll ever have that work high ever again. <laughs> but, um, and her co-owner and my friend Kelly was supposed to be on this episode too, for, but she couldn't make it for a couple reasons. Um, but I just wanted to give her a little shout out. Um, they are both probably one of the, the two of the most amazing people I've ever had the honor of knowing. And I cannot say enough wonderful things about them and they've really shaped who I am as a woman and as a mom. So I'm so happy to have Shannon on this episode. And today we're going to talk about something that she is a pro in, which is meditation. So again, welcome Shannon. So tell us all about you and what makes you, as I say, not like a regular mom. Oh, well, thank you for all your kind words. And you were our number one employee. We <laughs> loved you. And when you left, things were not the same. Um, <laughs> so I think um, what makes me not like a regular mom are many, many things. But I think what really sets me apart is both my professional side and personal side. So I am a psychologist and um, I help people navigate daily stressors. Um, and I am also a, a meditation and mindfulness teacher. So I have all these fancy degrees um, and on, in this real world experience with my clients who I see uh, a lot of, I see a lot of moms, I see a lot of young adults, adolescents who are just trying to manage themselves. Um, so I have that perspective. And then, and then as a personal perspective, you know, I have two uh two but I, I keep thinking they're young but they're not really young anymore <laughs> I know. I'm two young boys they're not they're seven and nine um two boys and then I am also um a, a part of a blended family so we have an 18 year old a 16 year old and a 13 year old then we have the nine and seven year old so I have a lot of experience in the in the mom you know mom realm so I think it gives me a little bit of a, a unique perspective on being a mom, what it's like to be a mom, both professionally and personally. Um, and I think also just to share that I, I you know, I've had, I've had my own personal struggles and my boys lost their dad um, when they were three and five. And so it was quite a journey for us as a family together, grieving and managing all those um big, big emotions, you know, for me as a, as a person and human and for these two little boys at the time. Um, so that kind of gives me a bit of a unique perspective on all, on everything. I truly think you're one of the strongest people that I know, just knowing that you've gone through that and that your boys, that you've gotten them through it. I can Mm. only imagine the resilience just that's come out of that. So I think you have such a unique perspective and like you said, your career, like psychology and meditation going hand in hand, you're just like the best person to talk about this. So thank you oh, so much for sharing you. all of that. And I'm so excited to hear, you know, how it's helped you and, you know, people who might be in similar positions to you, um, 
how it can help them. Cause this is a real, this is a real thing that we're learning about. I feel like every day we learn new benefits of meditation and how it can really tangibly help your life. So tell me how you got into meditation and when, like, is this something that you've always done? Is it more recent? Yeah. So I think, you know, I've always been into kind of mind body wellness. You know, I think part of the reason I had the bar method studio is because I could help people feel good in their bodies. And then my psychology practice was helping people feel good in their minds. Um, so I always, you know, was interested in it. My mom was a yoga instructor when it was not cool to do <laughs> yoga. So it was kind of embarrassing. And I was like, would not let my friends watch her stretch in the middle of her living room. Um, but then it got cool. And then my friends were like, Oh, can she teach us? So, um, so anyway, we had that journey, but, um, but I, you know, I would say that I do not have a ton of patience. My mind works very fast. Um, I, I, you know, sort of edge towards ang- the ang- anxious side of life. Um, and so meditation for me felt very like ve- in the beginning, like very unproductive. Like, why would I do that? Mm. Why would I sit and do nothing when I could do the dishes or I could get things prepared or I could get work done or I could, you know, cross things off my list. <laughs> um, and so I was sort of a little bit, even though I was interested in the mind body connection, I was very averse to doing meditation. Um, but then I kind of hit a point in my life. And I think we all have these points in our life where you're just, everything feels not good. Mm. You know, I, I, um, at the time that I started meditating, it was 2016. And, um, I had a husband at the time that was traveling all the time. I had two young kids, you know, at that time they were, you know, two and four. And, um, and I, you know, was running the bar method and doing my private practice and I just felt deluded. So when I was at work, I felt like, you know, I was, should have been home with the kids and doing more things there. And then when I, like, when I was with my kids, I felt like I should be doing more work. So I just, I, nothing felt the way that I wanted it to. And a good friend of mine suggested that I meditate. And at first I was like, oh God. <laughs> really, you know, um, sit and do nothing, but you know, you hit this point where you do anything to feel better. So I got trained in transcendental meditation and, um, it's just one form of meditation and I can get into that later, but, uh, it's basically a mantra meditation. So you get a mantra and you kind of say it over and over in your own head. And I remember the first time I did it, I had a lot of thoughts going through my mind. I was like, you know, like almost like a pinball machine. But then I had this one moment where I felt like I could just unplug from everything in my life and almost have this bird's eye perspective where I could see what was going on, but I wasn't in the mess of it. I wasn't in the chaos. Like you're watching a storm, but not in it. And it felt so good it felt like I just had some perspective and I felt more calm witnessing my life versus being in the chaos of it. So, so that really, that moment for me was pivotal and it's what got me to start meditating every day. So I started meditating every day um, after that. And I just noticed things naturally shifting in my life. I was starting to sleep better. I felt more like instead of being reactive, I felt more responsive. So when my kids were, you know, screaming and 
all that crazy stuff that happens as a mom and I got, you know, got activated, I could, I could lower my own kind of activation so that I could respond to them and, and move on from the temper tantrum or whatever was happening without myself getting like, ah, um, which I think you guys can probably relate to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was, it, it, it changed me. I felt like my internal volume just just came down a few notches so that I could be a little bit more present in my life. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love all of that. Like I really envy being, I want to fast forward and get to that point, <laughs> but I always admit that I struggle with meditating because, and it's, it makes me feel better because I think you know that I'm like you or my brain is always going. I always yeah. feel like I could be doing more and that guilt that pulls you in a million directions. So that is what has always stopped me from meditating because like you said, it's like, oh, I'm supposed to just sit and do nothing. That doesn't seem productive. Um, right. So that's, oh, I'm so excited to talk about this because I feel like you you are somebody who really gets it. Whereas I think people, a lot of people who don't meditate or don't yet meditate, they look at people who do and they're like, oh, but they're just calmer than me to begin with. Like their baseline is calmer, but that's... That is, yeah, and that is not true. And let me just comment on that because I think... I think people have this misperception that, you know, maybe you'll meditate and you'll be like too chill or (laughs) that you will lose your competitive edge or that you won't get enough done. And I will tell you right now, some of the most successful people in the world are avid meditators um, from people from, you know, obviously, you know, like Oprah and Jerry Seinfeld and Howard Stern, you know, to Ray Dalio and, um, and Tom Brady and Giselle. So, um, it, it definitely doesn't make you lose your competitive edge. And the reality is, is that what, what I felt that was when I was doing something, I could focus on what I was doing better, more effectively and more efficiently. So you're actually saving time by meditating because you're kind of clearing out the cobwebs of your mind so that you're more laser focused on what you need to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. It's like, I always say there's like a meme that says like my brain has a hundred tabs open Yes. And it feels like with the way you're describing it, it's like, okay, closing all the tabs and just having one yeah. open at a time. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is that I think our culture thinks multitasking is the way to go. No, and yeah. all the research is showing that multitasking does not work. And yeah. that in fact, the best way to get things done is to do one thing at a time. So they're calling it monotasking. Oh. Do one thing, do it well, move on. Do the next thing, do it well, move on. Um, and that is sort of, I think, where we get confused in our cultures, like this whole multitasking, it's just, you're not able to function well that way. Wow. That I love that. I love that whole concept because I am, I think I multitask while multitasking and it's like, seems like the only way to get everything done, but I think it does sound like you'll be more efficient and present to kind of take a step back. That's very cool. Yeah, and it's not that satisfying. Yeah, no, no. Chaotically <laughs> doing a million things. You know, if you do one thing and you get it done, it feels good. You've got yeah. that one thing done. Now you move on. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Okay, mm-hmm. so can you explain what actually is meditation? Yes. Okay, so I love this question. So let me first start by telling you what mindfulness is, because that's also a very pop culture word right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll tell you kind of what meditation is. So Mindfulness is paying attention in the present moment, non-judgmentally. I think that's the hard part is not judging it. So, you know, when you walk outside, look around, 
look up at the sky, notice the sun, and just enjoy it. Instead of walking out, looking down at your phone, being like, oh, it's really cold, and oh, I don't like this, or it smells weird. You know, like all Mm. those thoughts that go on. That is so interesting. Okay, I never even like saw the world like that, like without yeah, judgment. So That's interesting. My, one, of my, one of my tasks for you and your listeners is to, next time you walk outside of uh, your house or a building or wherever, instead of immediately looking down at your phone, look up at the sky and realize, oh, okay, here we are, huh. you know? And it's like a neutral thing. It's not like this toxic positivity the way I think it could be repackaged as. It's just like very neutral. Yeah. Like here I am. Very neutral. Yeah. And I think there is this this culture of like what we call spiritual bypassing. I mean, like I'm so spiritual and so positive, but you're actually not really experiencing your emotions. Oh, oh yeah. my God. There's so many layers to this. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. mindfulness. So that's mindfulness. Okay. So meditation is basically, it's, it's, it's a technique to help you live a more mindful life. So it's a, it's, it's a technique and practices. They're both modern and ancient. Meditation has been around forever. In fact, the first meditation was probably people, you know, looking at fire. Oh, wow. And just watching it. And so this technique settles your nervous system and it trains your brain to be more focused, engaged, and less reactive. And every single mom needs all of that. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think we live in this modern world where it's never been easier to be distracted. Right? Never, never easy. You know, you're all there. You're getting all this, this information from the outside in. And where I see in my private practice and I see some of the struggles is that we're not quieting down to listen to our own inner voice, our own inner guidance system. And we're taking too much uh, weight on what's coming from the outside and not enough what's coming from the inside. Mm. I think a lot of people are also afraid, and I've been here, like to sit with your thoughts because yeah. you don't want to be overwhelmed by them. But this this sounds like a way to feel them, acknowledge them, and not drown in them. Yeah, so I, yeah. I totally hear you on that one. And I used to, you know, in my younger years, really not want to be alone. And I think it's because I just yeah. didn't want to feel my feelings. Oh, you know, you don't yeah. want to feel sadness. You don't want to feel, you know, loneliness. You don't want to feel um, really a lot of things. Yeah. And I think in our culture, it's people are afraid of their feelings. Yeah. And when you slow down, and you feel your feelings, you realize that it's okay to feel them. They're not going to take you down. Mm. They're not going to make you die. You know, yeah. I mean, that they're just passing feelings. So when I talk about meditation, I talk about your mind kind of being like this vast blue sky. And any feelings or thoughts or emotions are just simply passing clouds in the in the, in the the blue sky. I love that. And so when you actually feel your feelings, you realize that they won't last forever and that they will pass. And once you acknowledge your feelings, you can move forward with more clarity. That is awesome. This is just, this is very motivating. <laughs> I'm telling you, it works. I mean, I, I, I totally relate to all the reasons that people wouldn't yeah. want to meditate, but I will, I will tell you it, it works it's crazy. and it's worked for me. It's worked for everyone that I've worked with. And it's not just sort of my story or, or anecdotal stories, but now the research is showing that it actually 
changes the structure of your brain in a very positive way. It changes your amygdala, which is uh, the part of your brain that regulates your emotions. So you're better able to regulate your emotions, reduces your blood pressure. There's just so much research. It helps with sleep. There's so many um, benefits to it. That is so wild. And I think that the research that comes out about it and legitimizes it is probably what some people need to kind of get out of the, oh, this is just this woo-woo yes. thing. You know, I think that, I think people, especially now, we know that like, people like science, you know, but people also like the wellness side. So it's like the perfect um, middle ground of like something that isn't a medication, yes. <laughs> you know, but can have like serious effects on your life in a really positive way. Um, yeah, and in fact, they're using it in elite military programs. Oh, wow. Um, and they're using it um, in, you know, professional sports and, and all of these incredible programs because it's so effective. That is so cool. I love it. I'm so glad it's becoming, you know, this mainstream thing that we, you know. So that's one of my questions, too. Like, it used to be seen as this really, like, woo-woo Thing, like the image of a bald guy levitating with his forefinger and thumb touching, you know, like how did it become what it is now? Like something that's taken seriously. So I think that it, it yeah, it used to be associated with kind of like hippies that are just kind yeah. of like, you know, doing drugs, yeah. and, you know, levitating. So I think, you know, number one, the research has made this something much more legitimate than it ever has been before. And I think people doing meditation and saying, hey, this is really helps me. You know, this is this is incredible. So I think the, the word is spreading and the research is spreading kind of at the same time. I also think our world right now is just it's so intense. Um, and we, we know too much. Mm. It's like, in, you know, there used to be the expression, like information is power, but that's not the case anymore. You can ask Alexa or Google anything you want. Like we have an overload of information. Oh my God, you're it's right. Too much information. And what we need is clarity. We need to be able to sort through and figure out what's right for us. And so um, I think that because our, our world, we're so filled with so much information, um, that people are getting, you know, tired, wired and tired and mm. all, you know, mixed up. And so there's a need for slowing down. There's a need for, you know, for this type of work in order to function more effectively. Oh my God. So true. The clarity part. That's so true. Cause I mean, just with COVID and the pandemic alone, you can lose your mind. There's so much information yeah. out there. And as a mom, it's the same thing. It's like, how many social media accounts do I follow with all this information? And I just, it just kind of gets stuck in my brain and I don't really have yes. much clarity. So that's so, you make and a lot I of good also points as here. as a mom, I want to mention this. As a mom, you have an in, intuitive sense, right? You, you, you know, you know your kid and you know yourself better than anyone else, better than any expert. Mm. So experts are great. It's good to open your mind and perspective, but I also think you really need to start trusting yourself too. That is so true. And you know, a lot of things that I read about parenting, like they do kind of come back, like the good, the good ones that I can like really get behind, mm -hmm. they all come back to the whole like, feel confident in your decisions as a mom. Like no matter what you choose, like feel confident. You will feel better. You will trust your own choices and your kids will feel that like they can trust you if you feel confident in it. And I think like taking a step back 
Like Mm -hmm. this whole thing could probably add to that confidence in your decision making. Completely. Absolutely. It's very helpful for that because you're confident when you're clear with what needs to happen. Yeah. Oh my God. I've got to meditate after this. (laughs) I (laughs) I like feel like I'm looking forward to it now because like I said, it seems so overwhelming to me, which is ironic because it should be the opposite. Um, so it does because it's, you know, it's intimidating and people yeah. have this idea that they have to do it right. Yeah, they don't do it right. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just simply quieting your mind. That is like and, a huge and, question for me, like the right versus yeah. wrong way, like how to do it. Yeah. And so when I say quieting your mind that I feel like I should reframe that mm-hmm. is that one of the misconceptions is like, well, I can't stop thinking. And you're not really supposed to not think. Your brain is designed to think, just like your heart's designed to beat. And if you told your eyes, hey, eyes, don't see anything, just don't see anything, (laughs) would that work? Oh, my God. So it's like if you tell your brain, don't think, like there's no way. I never think harder about more chaotic things. (laughs) Right, exactly. So it's the natural, it's the nature of the mind to think and it's okay. So you don't have to stop thinking. What's happening in meditation is you're noticing your thoughts. You're noticing where they go to. So, oh, my thoughts are going to the grocery store or my thoughts are going to this, this kid and what this situation or my family or, you know, just, and it's okay. And then you come back to your breath and then your mind goes away, goes somewhere else and you, you notice it and you come back to your breath. And so it's just this constant refocusing. And what you're doing is you're training your brain on where you want it to pay attention. So where you mentioned like having a mantra, like where does that come in? And do you find that most people should have that? I don't think it matters if you have a mantra. I think it it just depends on what works for you and Mm. whatever works for you is good. Um, so there's lots of guided meditations out there and I, I, I have, I have some on my website, which I'll tell you about later, yes. but there's, it's just, it's just a focus. So mm. say you want to, um, just focus on your breath. So your mind goes somewhere, you come back to your breath, your mind goes somewhere, you come back to your breath. It's the same thing with the mantra. So I could give you a mantra and it doesn't really, it, it, so here's an, here's an example. So hum, S O H U M. It just, it simply means I am. Huh. And so your mind will go, you know, and then you'll say, so hum, so hum. And whatever way, you know, inside, inside your own mind quietly. And your mind goes somewhere else and you say, so hum. So it's, you're just training your brain to come back to that mantra, that so hum, that I am. And so it's, it's training your brain so that when you're outside of meditation and your mind goes down a negative spiral, you can say, oh, wait, stop. Let's come bring our attention to where we want it to be. That is so interesting. I, I wonder, so, so do you just kind of play around with like, does a mantra work for me? Does just focusing on yeah. my breath? Okay, cool. Yeah. So you see whatever works for you and you, like I said, this is all about you trusting yourself. So you know what works for you. Mm. There's no right way to do this. That, that is a relief because I think I rely on like the hard and fast rules and yeah. it doesn't work here. And that's probably what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's just you with you. And yeah. sometimes I'll have a meditation and I'm like, whoa, that was, I, my mind was everywhere and all over the pl- yeah. place. And like, I come out of my meditation with like a, a to-do list. Yeah. Like, well, I don't okay. really know, you know, but, and, and sometimes I'll have a meditation where I, I come out of it. I'm like, where am I? You know, 
<laughs> so there it's every day is different and it doesn't make one better than the other. Mm. The idea is that you just take the time to do it. I love that. So how did you first like really get immersed into meditation and want to take it on on a more professional level and actually a personal level? Like what? Yeah, did... so I so I started meditating and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. I just felt so much better in my life. I was able to handle everything better. I was able to be more present. Um, and I just thought to myself, listen, I, my whole life, I've learned and studied and surrounded myself with really brilliant people on how to stay well. Um, and and, I, and in, in my psychology practice, I help people learn how to manage themselves and navigate stressors and deal with anxiety. But I felt like everybody should also meditate because mm. that's a talk therapy. But there's something about meditation that's super healing because it's nonverbal and it's you with you. And so I was like, this is the perfect combination to really heal and grow and evolve is a combination of therapy and meditation. Mm. So you're getting from the inside out and the outside in. Yeah, like I know a lot of people who I'm the biggest proponent of therapy, but I do know a lot of people who seem to use their therapy and their therapist as like a crutch and they can't trust yeah. their own decision. So that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I think one of the one of my, you know, issues with my own field, which I love my field, I'm obsessed with it, is <laughs> that I think a lot of times we talk about what's going wrong. Mm. And I think it's really important to look back but then you have to move forward too. And so I'm a big proponent of positive psychology of like a strength-based approach. Um, so, because what you pay attention to grows. So if you pay attention to the past almost too much, that's all those feelings are gonna grow. Mm. So I think it's, it's important to honor what's gone on, but also say, okay, so how do I wanna move forward? How do I want to feel? What do I want my life to be like? What kind of mom do I want to be? I love that. That's very true. Especially with like mom guilt and like you said, like kind of reeling from like yelling at your kids and having those moments, just trying to like yeah. recenter and move and forward. And by the way, like it. I still yell at my kids. I need to calm myself <laughs> down. God. So I'm definitely not perfect. No, I think that's so important to hear because like that for me, if I'm still yelling like six months into meditating, I'd be like, I'm still broken. It's not working. But to know that like you're still human. Yeah, no, refreshing. I mean, we're all human. We're all just trying to figure this out. There's no like blueprint for how to be a mom. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and kids can just get under your skin. Yeah. Way, um, you know, that brings up your own stuff. Yeah. Oh and my so gosh. It's okay. It's all, it's all okay. It's okay. I think that with meditation just helps you be more aware. And sometimes I'll be like, guys, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Mm. Or, um, I was really upset about this and it came out towards you. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, just acknowledging my own, you know, flaws. Yeah. And saying, like, let's, you know, that, that let's move forward. And so listen, meditation is not going to make you, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, perfect or anything. It's just one tool that helps you just feel better. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. So mm -hmm. why do you think, like, why should moms specifically meditate and how has it helped you as a mom overall? 
Yeah. Well, oh my gosh. So I think being a mom is the hardest job mm. I've ever had in my whole entire life. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, you know, have done a lot in my life and, you know, gone to some really good schools and got my doctorate degree and yeah. being a mom is hard. I mean, um, and I remember when I first had my first child, Sam, and I was like, I cannot believe so many people do this in the world. This is exhausting. <laughs> yes. And I don't, I'm like, I'm like, I feel like this is just in so insane, you know, and then you have different phases and stuff like that. So I think that because it's so hard on the mom, you know, cause your connection to the baby is, is so much more intense than it is even with the father, especially as little, the, mm. the babies coming from your body. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it's, it's an intense experience and moms really need to focus on their own self-care or they're going to be no good for anybody. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a form of taking care of yourself. Um, and with, for me, I guess, it, you know, it's really, it was really important for me to create some space for me to feel like a human and not just like a servant. And, you know, I, you know, um, I didn't feel, I don't know. Does that make sense? I didn't feel yeah. like a human being. Totally. You're like, I'm a chef. I'm a nanny. Yeah. I'm a bathroom attendant. I am. <laughs> there's too many roles and it's, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And who am I outside of this role? Yep. And how do I reconnect with that person inside of me? Yeah, totally. Because I know for myself, I felt like a shell of myself for the first, probably over a year of having my first son. Yeah. And you don't, because you have poured yourself into being a, you know, a good mom, quote unquote, it, it, and you think that that's what it takes. But if you're depleted, you're not doing anybody any favors. Yes, exactly. You're not the best version of yourself. Yeah. I think, you know, your kids and your community and your family deserve the best, best version of you. Yeah. And so that really requires you to prioritize yourself. So has, you know, you're, as you mentioned, you know, moms take on so much more just like physically having the baby and, and you know, if you're breastfeeding and this and that, like physically, but mentally, like the mental load of being a mom could be its own oh episode. I want to, but like, yeah. it, does this well, help, you know, it's not like your, your to-do list is going to go away, but how does that help that? It just makes you um, just navigate it in a smoother way, right? Mm. You have a lot on your mind as making sure the kids are safe and alive and, and then you're, you know, the guilt of like, well, I got to make sure that they're learning. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's so much on your mind. Mm. And so, you know, I think just taking some time to zoom out, Mm. like your kids are going to be okay. Trying not to kind of sweat the small stuff to keep the big picture in mind is so important. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's great. I'm very much in like the nitty gritty of the the mental load and the to-do list and all the things, the calendar reminders in my phone. And I feel like my husband doesn't have that. <laughs> I think. Yeah, no, I think it's a difference, you know, and everyone, like every relationship is different. Every yeah. man and woman is different. But I do think that the, the, the majority of the mental and physical load does end up coming onto the mom. Yeah. Um, and that, that, yeah, that, that list that keeps going on and on <sighs> in your mind. And so I would say, yeah, first of all, write down the list. So it's not sort of ticking on mm-hmm. your mind and pulling your attention away. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just creating some space for yourself where you don't have to go through that list. 
That's so great. Just like, yeah, I like the whole zoom out thing too, because you get really caught up in all the details of everything. Like, oh, I have to ask yourself what really matters. Yeah. Like, I think we beat ourselves up over like sometimes, especially with the pandemic, if it's like, I have to throw on a movie for my four-year-old. Yeah. You know what? I could zoom in and be like, oh my God, the screen time, his little developing brain. Or I could zoom out and be like, well, he's so happy. And, you know, I'm happy because he's happy. It's survival too. In this pandemic, you you just do the best that you can and that's all that you can do. Yeah. And if that means a movie has to go on, screen time has to, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's okay. Yeah. You're not going to change fundamentally as human beings because you had to put a movie on one day. Right. Totally. Totally. Um, so how, I mean, maybe this is hard to kind of say, but how soon do people feel and see results of meditation? Like I, I don't, I know that my, like for myself, like I, I don't want to get discouraged if I'm like, I'm still crazy. <laughs> I'm still, well, you you're know. still going to be you, right? Yeah. You're still going to be you. Yeah. Um, and maybe you'll learn to just accept that part of yourself yeah. that thinks that you're crazy and that it's actually <laughs> okay. And part of that is like the beauty of you. Um, so it's, I think it's, it's, it's a perspective shift and I, you know, it takes 21 days to develop a habit. Mm. So if you give yourself, if you commit to, it could be one minute, it could be five minutes of meditation a day for 21 days, you will notice, you will notice a, ch- a shift and change. And some people might notice after the first couple of times, like, whoa, that was amazing. And, and, and you slowly start to shift your perspective on things. Um, and some people might be like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then there just might be a moment. That is wild. Yeah. So it's basically, basically the answer is it's different for everyone, but really commit for a few weeks to really give it a shot. Yeah. yeah. And it will work. And, and, the, and the great thing is it'll work in your life, but it's also doing wonders for your brain. I love that. So, you know, I, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but I think there's actually a quote that's like, if you say, you know, you should meditate for 20 minutes a day. And if you say like, I don't have 20 minutes, you should actually meditate for an hour or something. Yes. Like yeah. there, I know that that's a big hurdle for a lot of people. Like, I feel like I don't have the time, but you're saying like one minute, five minutes, like that really could have an impact. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, there's was research done even so that, that people who meditated for eight minutes a day for eight weeks had a significant change in their brain scan. Wow. Um, and behaviorally. So any time is better than nothing. You know, in the mm. transcendental tradition, they say two times a day for 20 minutes. That is really intimidating and insurmountable Mm. kind of for moms I think yeah um and so just a little bit every day and maybe you'll be like oh I like the way that feels and you want to do an extra minute and that's great because you want to be motivated to do more you don't want to be intimidated that you're not doing enough so can you meditate with like a partner like is there a benefit to doing it with like your husband or your partner to just sort of absolutely could yeah depends on you know their level of motivation you could have a meditation buddy where you check in hey did you do it today you know or you know do you want to do this and and let me tell you like meditating itself is so powerful but there's also meditative practices like Mm. going for a walk and not putting on your headphones Mm. and just enjoying nature you know, knitting, cooking, you know, there's things that you can do if you do it mindfully, 
it, it sort of is a, a way to kind of clear your clear your mind a little bit too. That is really cool because I think that kind of shows you that you have the capability to do those things. You just don't realize it. Like you, yeah. you've meditated without realizing it in a way. <laughs> yeah, and that's really yeah. great. So yeah. the other thing that I have struggled with is I have chosen, oh, I can only meditate like right before bed and then I fall asleep. Is that something that's like not ideal? Yeah, so, so and, and yeah, that's because you're probably really tired. Yeah. So and if you meditate in the morning and you fall asleep, it's okay. Mm. Again, let's not judge it, okay? Mm. It just means it's your body's signal to you saying, hey, we need some more sleep over here. Ah, never you know, saw it like, that way. <laughs> It's like, you don't have to be like, you did it wrong. Like, you know, just watch that negative voice in your own head. Yeah. It's just a signal. Your body's being like, I'm tired, you know? And, and if you fell asleep, great. Good. Yeah. You probably needed a little bit, bit, a bit of that. That's what you needed. That's what you needed in that moment. Wow. That's okay. That's a whole different way to see it. <laughs> then I yeah. was just like, oh and my you, God. So, fall, so great if you fall asleep. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and some people use some meditations in order to kind of relax their mind and body to transition into sleep. Um, what I've found and what I, what I like is that I feel like when I meditate during the day, it helps me process the day in a way that when I do lay down to go to sleep, that I'm not, not, not having all those things pop up. Mm. that my transition to sleep is better because I've already processed some things. That So you mentioned to me that you work with companies mm-hmm. um, and workplaces and things like that to with, with meditation, right? Do you like lead their meditation? So you... I work with different schools and companies on kind of uh, mental wellness, building psychological resilience in these difficult times. Um, I do stuff on mindfulness and, and meditation as a tool mm. to help you be more effective and, vis- and efficient in both in your personal life and in work. Because companies, and I'm working with co- big companies all around the world because they're having a really hard time managing their staff. Mm. You talk to any major CEO, I have a board of advisors that advise me on you know anything from you know patients' experiences in hospitals to you know, CEO experiences um, in global companies around the world to kind of the latest neuroscience. And CEOs are saying, you know, we, we, our biggest barrier to getting, you know, to our bottom line and doing good work is that our staff is not well, and they don't, they don't have the tools to get themselves to a place, you know, where they're, they're well. So that's where I come in and, and um, teach some strategies on how to keep yourself well Um, And I can, you know, I can share a couple of those strategies that I find super helpful. If you find yourself like caught up or anxious or say you just yelled at your kids and you're like, oh man, you need to kind of ground yourself and come back um, home to yourself without judging yourself so much. Um, But there's like some breath work that you can do, some finger tapping. Um, Do you want me to get into a couple of those? Yeah, for sure. Because you you saying like that you've done it in the middle of the day. It's like I don't think a lot of people think of doing that, but that probably really helps whether you're a mom or you're working mom, staying at home. So definitely share that. Yeah. So I would say, you know, one of the biggest, most effective strategies that they have been implementing in the military and implementing um, in uh, various like high level places across the country is such a simple thing. And we often complicate things in our lives these days. And so just to bring it back to the basics, it's called the four count 
box breaths. Oh yes, I so love you this. Do, okay. Yeah, you breathe in for four, and then you hold for four, and then you breathe out for four, and you hold for four. That's so simple and so good. I've done that. It really does help. So it just resets your breath because when you are anxious and nervous, your breath gets really shallow and then you're not getting the oxygen that you need to your brain. So then your brain is not problem solving and, you know, and you get in this state of fight or flight and you're not going to think clearly. Wow. So this is good for like, if you have to do some sort of public speaking at your job, I get so nervous with things like that, or you have like a big you have to ask, you want to ask for a raise or you just yes. replied all when you meant to just hit reply. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, all the time. yeah, that's smart. It's like, I don't think about breathing <laughs> during the day. I only think oh. of it at night. It's huge. Yeah. So make sure you use that breath work throughout your day at various times and it will be a, a, a huge reset for you. Mm. That uh, is very cool. So yes, yeah, so any other tips that you, in that regard? I would say one of my other things I really love is something called finger tapping. Mm-hmm. And so you press your pinky finger to your thumb, then your ring finger to your thumb and your middle finger to your thumb and your pointer finger to your thumb. So you kind of go one, two, three, four with each finger. So one, two, mm-hmm. three, four, one, and you could do slow, fast, but you know, when your kid is having a temper tantrum, before you jump, go one, two, three, four. And you'll notice that that the power of that pause really helps you wow. be more responsive. What does that do exactly? Is it just forcing you so to take a beat? You know, you know, you have a lot of receptors and nerves in your fingers and hands, mm-hmm. and there are little meridian points on your fingertips. And so you're you're basically you're getting out of your mental, you know, space into a more physical space. And you're tapping on these energy meridians that help you come out of that fight or flight response and into a more calm zone. That is so cool. I love that one. That's one I've never heard at all. And yeah. and I, don't, I could be totally wrong, but I definitely want to talk about this too. That almost seems like something like kids of a certain age could even take on. Oh my gosh. I use it with my son, my, my little guy. He's very reactive. Oh, mine too. (laughs) um, He's very, he gets mad so easily. It's like, oh, and you kind of want to giggle, but then if you giggle, he gets even more (laughs) mad. And so, so we do the one, two, three, four. We, I use that. You can use it with breath. You could breathe in two, three, four, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it can definitely help with kids and kids can't sit down and meditate. You know, it's not until they're like eight, nine or 10 that they can actually like maybe sit for a few minutes. Mm. So you kind of need to give them some exercises like, you know, taking a walk and noticing the sky and breathing the air, you know, do the finger tapping, you know, just various like breath work. Yeah. One of my favorite ones for little kids is smell the flower and blow the bubbles. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, Yeah. that was definitely a question of of mine. Like, can kids meditate? How old can they start? So so it's a little bit older, eight or nine, that they can like sit. Yeah, older. um, This day and age, it's tough. Yes. Our attention span is so short. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, But just incorporating it as, as far as breath work goes, awareness, 
um, helping them where they put their attention, Mm. you know? Yeah. You know, Daniel Tiger, that cartoon, they had this episode or maybe it's a constant thing. It's like, take a deep breath and count to four. Yes. And that from when my son was like three years old, like it really did help just taking the breath. Um, And something that I always tell him to do, like if he's really, you know, freaking out about something, uh, like the other night I was just like, okay, okay, I'm putting candles on a birthday cake, like an imaginary birthday cake. I'm like, blow out all the candles. Oh, you missed one. Blow harder. Like just to try to force him to breathe. You know? (laughs) So I feel like at least like the breath work they can do, but yeah, he could never sit. So that's good that he's a little too young, maybe in his future. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Um. So what is your best advice to someone who they want to start meditating, they really don't know where to start, how to start, like where and how can they begin? I think the best way to do it when you are new to meditation is doing a guided meditation. Mm. Um, It just helps to have someone else kind of, you don't have to do anything but listen to someone else's voice, you know, and go from there. Now, I have a bunch of meditations preloaded on my website that are available for subscription, um, which, you know, Michelle, I think you have my um, web address. Yes. I'm going to put it in the episode notes so you can just kind of click from there. Yeah. So, and I have, um, I have an intro for, you know, for beginners. If you've never meditated before, like these are the things to consider. Um, So it's a good place, definitely a good place to start. Um, some other uh, apps that I really like are Headspace mm-hmm. and Insight Timer. And these are just phone apps that you can just anywhere. Those are apps yeah. and subscription services that you can join um, that have beginner series on them. So a guided meditation, you like that because it's, why do you like that actually? I think you need the support of someone else guiding you mm. through. Um, I think you know, just meditating on your own can feel intimidating and can Mm. feel like, wait a second, you know? Um, and so it's just helpful to start to train your mind and maybe eventually, you know, you get to the point where you're like, I don't need the guided. I just want to kind of go into my own, own space and use my own breath or mantra. Um, but it's in the beginning, um, guided is helpful. I still use guided too. That was my next question. Yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. I think that I've seen, or my friends have told me about, like, there's some sort of app where like Matthew McConaughey will (laughs) do a meditation. And like, that's, I mean, if you need a little humor to it, like some people think it's a little cheesy. Like he's a big meditator. Um, oh my gosh. So many people, so, so many actors are, are big meditators. So it's, it's really fun and it can be fun. It doesn't have to be so heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I think people feel awkward and uncomfortable like digging that deep. So that could be a good way to like break the ice with yourself. Totally. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So is there anything else that we didn't cover that you think is a really important thing to know about meditating? Um, hmm. I think we covered everything. I think, I guess my biggest piece of advice to the moms out there um, are you have to take care of yourself. You mm-hmm. have to prioritize your well-being and and I think in our culture in America it's always like when people think about health they I think there's a some survey in the New England Journal of Medicine saying that people who think about health health 90% of them think about the body mm, for sure and that you know I'm a big proponent of, of exercise and have your body body feel well but that we really need to start focusing on mental well-being 
you know, so meditating is like going to the gym for your mind. And so making sure you carve out time for that as well, or for just some space. If you don't want to meditate, that's okay. But have some time, downtime where you hear your own inner voice. You have some space for yourself mentally. Yeah, I think that's such great advice. I know that I'm constantly clogging up my quiet time with like podcasts and TV shows. And Mm -hmm. it's just not the first thing you think of. You're just kind of like, oh, let me catch up on my entertainment. But you probably should prioritize the quiet first. Yeah, yourself. And I, I yeah. you know, listen, I, you know, we all use social media and mm-hmm. all these things and on they can be, it can be okay in some, in some ways, but I think we use it too much as a crutch Yeah, that when we're bored, just right to social media. And I think that's why we're also losing our own inner voice because we're not giving us ourselves any time to think. And, you know, it's interesting. I think most people have their best ideas now in the shower. Yes. You can't take your phone in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I hope they never make it so that we can because then we're I'm really sure screwed. they will. <laughs> but you know, but that's it just shows because you're gonna have your most creative ideas when you just you don't have anything pulling at your attention. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I could talk to you about this for hours. I could talk to you about everything for hours, but I know, me too. I know you're so busy, you have a million things to get back to too. So um, I can't thank you enough. This is so inspirational. And I, I really mean this because I, you know that I'm somebody who has really struggled with just getting started with it. And I think having like the clarity, as you said, on all this information yeah. about it, it just kind of frames it in a way that seems very manageable and realistic. So I hope yeah. other moms listening feel the same way. Me too. I'm so honored to be on your podcast, oh my Michelle. Gosh. You're amazing. Thank you. So do you want to go ahead and plug all of you know your website and any social media that maybe... Yeah, sure. Yeah. So my website is doctor, spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R dash Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-O-N.com. Uh, my Instagram is doctor, spelled out, Dr. Shannon with an underscore at the end. Facebook is, if you just search Dr. Shandling, you'll find it. Same thing with LinkedIn. Um, And I think that is everything. Oh my gosh. I cannot thank you enough for coming on, sharing all your wisdom. I'm I'm so honored to have you on. You have no idea. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I hope anyone, if if you're interested in meditation, please check out Shannon's website. She is so soothing and just a calm force, as I'm sure you can already gather from this. So Um, check it out and good luck. Awesome. Thanks, Michelle. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at not like a regular mom podcast. And you can also email me at not like a regular mom podcast at gmail.com.